You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Do you really think that the world gets 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. 
Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So he poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Good morning, African world. 
You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family. Hope everything was well with you today. We're going to get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do today. And I hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not, and it has to get done. It must be done. It will get done because you will do it. That's right. We got to get stuff done, y'all. <laughs> Time is of the essence. You know, we got to get stuff done. You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, brothers and sisters, you just got to go to the archive. No, you got to go to timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But, of course, you want to use a shortcut, whether you, whatever search engine you might use, um, you know, Google, Firefox, uh, Internet Explorer, whatever. Just put in babaoshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net. And there, too, will be programs that are dated and titled. And I appreciate my good brother, Brother Quay Coop, for making that happen. So you can always have that. Um, other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And all times are going to give our Eastern times. And on Mondays, from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., Black Therapy Central with your host, Dr. Kamal Kamban, Dr. Mawia Kamban, and Sister Nataki Kamban. And then from 9 to 10, Conversations, Reparations with Brother Jamoke and Sister Lacey of Cobra every first and third Monday. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays from 7 to 8, from 7 to 8, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the move. And then on Friday, if it's 8 p.m. Eastern time, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African for American African owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses, WeBuyBlack.com. And brothers and sisters, I hope you would go to WeBuyBlack.com, you know, for the holidays, for Kwanzaa, for Christmas, whatever the whatever uh, the holidays that you celebrate, the Festus, Festivus, for the rest of us, whatever. But go to WeBuyBlack.com and other uh, businesses that are ours that we have developed. So, sorry about that. I hope that they understand that I'm busy at this time. (laughs) Uh, Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tahimba 
has been taking our people to the motherland. He was on uh, last week to talk about the trip that he just came back from and uh, getting ready to go again. He is preparing to leave for Ghana the 24th of this month, and he'll return January 5th of next year. (laughs) That's right. Ghana, 24th of December to January 5th. And then Senegal and Gambia, March 30th to April 10th, 2023. And then Ghana again, May 24th to June 5th, 2023. And then Rwanda, July 20th to July 30th, 2023. And then Tanzania, once again, Tanzania, November 16th to November 27, 2023. And then Azinia, December 24th to January 4th, 2024. And then Liberia, March 29th to April 9th, 2024. And brothers, all of this information is on the website. You go to Africa for the Africans. Everything you need is on the website for you to have a trip of a lifetime. I mean, it's just great. Everything you need. In fact, if you're not going on one of his tours and you're setting something up for you and your family and so forth, it's right there. The paperwork, the information, visas, all kinds of good stuff. And, of course, you can always call him. You can always call my good friend, Brother Bonnie Tahimba at 404-931-9429. That's 404-931-9429. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, Go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated. Habasha stands for helping Africa's by helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And of course, the, they had the Kashi Project dedication in back in October and, um, the programs that they have going on here, how a child works. These are pretty much sustainable agricultural programs, black to our roots, sustainable seeds, golden growers, and the urban green jobs, how a incorporated.org. They're doing the work that definitely should be supported. Ledge, land for the environmental development for group economics, the Ledge program. The Ledge program was formed as LLC was formed to continue in the tradition of Marcus Garvey, in the tradition of Malcolm X and many others to bridge the social, economic, and physical divide between Africans all over the world. Africans in the diaspora sit in strong economies with capital and no resources. Continental Africans maintain resources but no capital. This produces a lose-lose economic situation for both groups. African resources are taken, refined, and sold back to us in diaspora. The fortunes earned on both sides don't benefit either of us. The ledge group bridges this gap and produces projects, models, and partnerships to enrich both groups at once and change this dynamic forever. We do not have the audacity to think small. No, we're not thinking small. And we're thinking not only big, but continuous. Africa. No, the ledge group. Land for the environmental development of group group economics. And of course, they deal with the four areas of human existence that are vital to human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects 
in six different countries with over 170 employees and over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group. B-B-A-T-U-M-I dot com. B-B-A-T-U-M-I dot com. Brothers and sisters, go to a B-B-A-T-U-M-I and make it a favorite. We have all those things that you can uh, support with bbatumi.com. There are shops and gifts and groups, members, blogs, news, all kind of stuff. Bbatumi.com. Learn languages. And I know uh, one, of my, one of my callers always talking about we need to learn a language. Well, Bbatumi, you can learn it right there. You can learn Kiswahili. You can learn a number of indigenous languages. You can learn the Medu Nature of bbatumi.com. bbatumi.com. The Moses West Foundation. Brothers and sisters, the Moses West Foundation.org. Send your donations to the Moses West Foundation.org. Donate now. They're in Jackson, Mississippi. You heard you know about the water problem they have in Jackson, Mississippi is being taken care of. That's right, right now. Support the Moses West Foundation. All right. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar located in the West End and, of course, uh, located across the street from Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, and, of course, the Shrine, uh, they have uh, um, what do they have going on? <laughs> the shrine has Kwanzaa. That's right. They have a Kwanzaa going on at the shrine. And new hours on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So check out the Shrine of the Black Madonna located right on Ralph Gibbard Abernathy. And right next, right by the Soul Veg, right by uh, Odada's and uh, the West End Mall. Right there on Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, the Shrine of the Black Madonna. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia. She has some going ons too. She has a book signing this weekend at the Medu Bookstore. She has access to the room downstairs that is in, a, in an area that can hold a number of people. So, but also too, her, her uh, bookstore is beautiful. And so, give Mama Nia a call at 404. 346-3263-404-346-3404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia, yes, east of Atlanta on off of I-23. As you're going east, you get off on exit 74 and make a left. And about a mile and a half on your left will be the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar in Lithonia. My good brother, Kazim Diajamu. Check him out. If you want to call the CVS books that you're looking for, give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the Black Dot. And, of course, jump back on I-20 going east in the next exit is 75 exit number 75 Turner Hill Road make a right make a right on Turner Hill Road go down three lights make another right and on the left 
will be the new like Wall Street market. They have a schedule for Kwanzaa too. They're doing some Kwanzaa at the new black Wall Street market. Of course, they better. <laughs> yeah. Especially for some, you know, Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, tomorrow evening at from 9 to 10 is the Us Lifting Us radio broadcast, their Thursday night broadcast. Us Lifting Us on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Us Lifting Us from 9 to 10. Brothers and sisters, if you want to listen online, that's that's what you do. You can just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU and listen online. But if you want to call and listen, you can do that too. But also, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, you hit one. You put moved up in the queue and you can ask your question or if you have a comment or concern at 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. Man, you got it going on. They got it. They got furniture, they got clothing, they got incense, CDs, DVDs, man, literature, jewelry. Um, they even got a vegan restaurant. That's right. They got a vegan restaurant on the premise. That is the Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Give my good brother Abijah a call at 478-256-1166. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. They're located at 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give them a call at 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. That's Sun God of Sense. Give my sister Shelly Amon set a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. She has a number of things at the shop there. And, of course, she goes to various other uh, things that are happening in the city. And, uh, you know, that's tough. You can groom your beard if you got that. You can, all kind of stuff the sister got. This is a one-stop natural shop. Give her a call. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti, Sister Gabrielle Aurelia, she's doing great work in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Go online and see for yourself at Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E Dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay Dash Haiti dot org. Um, Ackerman Institute I know Papa Baruti, he has, uh, he's going to be doing a uh, program, Rites of Passage program, and uh, that's going to be on the 31st, the 31st, Saturday, the 31st, during the Kwanzaa season. It's going to be at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore that I just mentioned over on Main Street in Lithonia. It's going to be from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. From 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. on a Saturday, the 31st. And um, $10 per person. Developing good, strong, effective rites of passage program. 
Okay. Also, too, go to for books uh, and uh, Baba Brood is a prolific writer. Go to Akaban House to purchase books um, for the donation because it is going to be it is going to be uh, streamed. So you can check that out by um, making your donation at ten dollars, and you can do through PayPal. And if you do through PayPal, put Ya Baruti, Y A A B A R U T I at Yahoo. If you use Cash App, the dollar sign Ya Y A A, the letter M, and Baruti B A R U T I. And of course, if you do that, make sure you put the pertinent information, the Rites of Passage Program Fundamentals, your name. And the email address you want to have the link sent to. All right. All right, brothers and sisters. Yeah. So now we're going to go to the Enye Sesim. A revolutionary thought. The Enye Sesim. A revolutionary thought. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read from the second one first, and then two. Some do three of them today. And um, first one is December fourteenth. Uh, and I don't have a color problem. I see everything in black. Muntu Bakara. It can become distressing having to witness warriors being attacked by their own because they refuse to love our enemies but we know the power and resilience of those who stand excuse me (laughs) I'm trying to do something I need some help you know who stand on our front line we know it well we know the beautiful quality of their vision, the progressive refinement of their character, and their earnest efforts at being righteous. For a fact, we know that it is uncrushable, even when assaulted by those who should love them more than any other. And knowing that removes the crippling effect of all the sadness. Affirm, I I see everything in black. I see everything African. any black man today any African man today who strives to be a man among men is singled out and accused of everything except what he is trying to do our dear sister Betty Shabazz El Hodgman becomes Shabazz's wife in attempting to absolve Urugu of their crimes against the universe many of us will say it's not just them, it's us. We forget, though, that those among us who are this us are not us. They're minions, they're agents of Urugu. They have worked long and hard to lose the right of privilege to be part of us. We should know that in the end, dead skin is nothing more than dust in the wind. But because we battle so much and indirectly with those who are no longer a part of us 
but who look like us, we forget their origins. And origins are always critical to a clear, uncompromised understanding of any situation or circumstance, and especially the form of any interactions fostered within it, in which it takes. So often we overlook the fact that it is in the nature of Urugu to hide behind Negroes when confronting, derailing, and disempowering Africans. We forget that it is the Negro we daily face who are committed to shielding Urugu from any who look like them but would dare stand against the evil they they love. Simply put, simply put, as evident in everything they do, the Negro's sole ambition and life's mission is to serve and protect the lies and the lives of Urugu. So we should be unwise not to expect Negroes to try to shame and silence us with mutterings and frowns of disgust as they are worthy of even the least of our respect. For who are the mental sidles to judge warriors? Who are the mental sidles to judge warriors? Why wouldn't we ever overlook the fact that the Negro's greatest point of pride is self-hatred and self-hatred extends far beyond the self. Regardless, as we know, everything must change and Negroes too shall pass. Affirm I have moved undaunted in the face of enemies. Affirm, I have moved undaunted in the face of enemies. A double dose of the Inye Sasim family. How about that? <laughs> December 13th. We no longer allow them to, un- to undereducate, miseducate, and control the minds of our beautiful youth turning them into Negro puppets of poison who feast upon a filthy diet of their own self-hatred. Robin Taylor Nixon. We must learn to distinguish friend from foe. While we know that an aggression against other conscious Africans is wrong, defending oneself, one's family, one's community, one's nation against confused Africans is not. There is no difference here between non-conscious Africans and Europeans or others who act against African interests. And history makes our relations with Europeans abundantly clear. Although knowing more of the details of the magnitude of their genocidal efforts towards us can be useful, there really is nothing more we have to know. Towards them, their African or anti-African watchdogs and any other non-Africans who have proven that they consider assaulting and exploiting us an inalienable part of their constituted human rights, we cannot possibly be aggressors. Such people have already committed innumerable aggressions against innocent, warm-hearted, loving Africans without cause or justification. Consequently, our duty is to simply stop this onslaught and prevent its reoccurrence. Ashe, affirm I distinguish between friend and foe. Yes, I do. I extinguish between friend and foe. December 14th. Although we live in a society with other ethnicities, including Europeans, and there no, there is no reason we Africans should allow them to join us in anything we do. 
There is no reason we should allow them to join us in anything we do. Can't we Africans have at least one thing for ourselves that the European ain't at? Man, the idea that we're here to introduce Urugu to a spiritual side and to humanize them is about as revolutionary as committing suicide to make our enemies feel bad about how they treated us. You think, and there's some of us believe that we could commit mass suicide and make these crackers still, oh, what have we done? Shut up. The most prominent strategy in the self-appointed ministry is is reflected in the Caucasian face syndrome, a progressively regressive condition causing Africans to believe that Urugu must be part of or be part of every activity Africans have. Such sentiment is based on the probability on the probability that some of us will rub off on some of them. This is no more than the other side of the subintegrationist effort to infiltrate them as missionaries of human compassion in hope of using moral suasion to make them feel guilty enough to love us. Accordingly, our life's work comes down to little more than saving them from themselves. As always in this insanity, even consciousness still enslaves some of us. Europeans remain at the center of all our thought behavior. Our ancestors were not beaten, raped, murdered, fractured. They did not suffer the the indignities of deculturalization and dehumanization for us to save their destroyers. They would only be a cross voluntarily born by vanquished menticidal slaves regardless of their knowledge base. Affirm, destroyers are unwelcome in my personal and communal space. Affirm, destroyers are unwelcome in my personal and communal spaces. Brothers and sisters, the Inye say of daily revolutionary thought. Man, so you know as I was doing some reading and so forth I just come to the conclusion that the European particularly when he woke up out of that uh, medieval age that dark age and began to exert themselves when they wanted to separate themselves from all other parts of humanity and basically put themselves at the top position with everybody else at a lower position with us at the lowest position. And what they did then is manifest even to this day uh, all around the world. Um, Being deeply melanated is something to be shamed of. Something that is ugly. They don't want to be black. Some people are just, even a lot of us, because we've been so conditioned that somebody, who's this too dark? We're just too black. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not black in skin color, but my mind and my heart. But I don't like the color thing. You know, 
I don't consider myself black. I consider myself African. Black is a color. You know, colors are adjectives. Colors describe stuff. You know. You know. A noun. A noun denotes a person, place, or thing. Africa is a noun. There's something that goes in front or, or behind that word of a noun to describe. That's why I'm saying that we as Africans, we are one. Imagine if we had that mind. We're one Africa. The word that's in front of it is the kind of African that we are. Jamaican African. British African. Canadian African. American African. Ghanaian African. Nigerian African. Ghanaian. It's the kind of African that we are. And that we are all over this planet. Some are born to some places. Just because you're born there doesn't mean that's who you are. You know? Just because Giannis Antetokounmpo was born in Greece, he's not Greek. He's African. Both of his parents are Nigerian. They went to Greece. Yes, he was born there. Now lives here, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He can join the other Africans who are African, like Akeem Abdul Elijah Wan. So he's not, and I'm so happy that he said, listen, stop calling me the Greek freak, okay? Stop it. Though some do, one of them is Stephen A. Smith. I hate his Negro ass. I really do. Yeah. But what we're going to talk about today is the fact that what Europeans say, regardless, regardless, whatever evidence is proved against what they say, it maintains. It's like, so what? Huh? So what? You're going to believe me? It's because I say so. It's like a bully. Or of course, those in authority. It's because I say so. Why? It's because I say so. And this rewriting of history or manipulating history all these things because I say so. This is not a continent. Europe is not a continent. Not by anybody's definition. Europe is just the western part of Asia. The continent of Asia. But because they want to separate themselves using the Caucasus Mountains. So those that are to the left of the Caucasus Mountains west is Europe. Those to the right, east, is Asia. Of course, you know, that within that mountain range, there are some countries there that are, you know, one particularly is Turkey. 
Turkey is considered part of the European continent and of course the Asian continent. The European continent. Because I say so. This is the arrogance of the European. That's why for that's why for us, if we don't understand this dictatorial mindset, this bully ass mindset, and how it makes us feel, what it makes us do, we are we are in for we got to get away. We cannot do it here. We cannot. I'm I'm maintaining here and now. We got to go home. I keep saying this. I'll continue to say this. I'll say this every damn day on this program. Every day. We got to go back. We got to do it independently. We got to be self-determining. We got to seek liberation. We must have sovereignty. We must have sovereignty. Let me remind you of what sovereignty is, family. Let me remind you. We got to have sovereignty. The successful outcome of any nationalist movement is sovereignty for the people. Being sovereign means having absolute control. You know what the word absolute control? Absolute. Having absolute control over the life of the nation. Right now, as always, and for African people, sovereignty is measured by how intelligently, independently, and powerfully we control our resources, our story, our culture, our time and space, our destiny. We control it. It is to have the power within the nation to control our lives and to control them in our best interest, regardless of whatever opposition outside of us and even those Negroes inside of us. You're out. If you don't understand this, you get the hell out. Accordingly, being sovereign has to mean that there is no one beyond us who makes any decisions about how we rule ourselves, how we live, what we believe, how we deal with enemies, whether they're aliens or traitors, and how we visualize our future and communicate and express that vision. It means that we are completely and consciously self-defining, self-determining, and self-empowered, and self-respecting. And since no nation has ever risen to power and stayed there without holding their own tradition sacred, sovereignty necessarily means that we know, respect, protect, and extend in time to every coming generation who we are as a direct reflection of our ancestors. Sovereignty is our ultimate goal. Sovereignty is the ultimate goal, family. Sovereignty is the ultimate goal for us as a people. It ain't integration. It ain't trying to beat down the European to make him understand 
that what he did to us is wrong and now please let us be a part of what you have and what you do. No. Sovereignty means that we control because that's what they do. Anytime a people can make and they got definitions about what a continent is but because they're so damn arrogant I say it is it's because I said so it's because I said so and yet you know it's just like them seizing history Dr. Clark was beautiful Dr. Clark was great Nine o'clock was outstanding I love to listen to nine o'clock. We talked about the European. Not only they physically conquered the world that I mentioned earlier about the European ex- so-called explorers coming out of that dark age, that Middle East, that, that medieval age. But they colonized information about the world. And they did it to justify they couldn't talk about the greatness of African people. They had to talk about how they have no culture to speak of. They have no tradition. They have no real civilization. So we can justify enslaving them. We can justify eliminating them. Justify taking their land, taking their resources. Justify. I'm telling you right now, family, let us stop this. Let us let us come to a damn point where we will no longer tolerate any misbehavior against any of our people. You attack one, you attack all. Let us come together. Let's let's release the vice grip that these Caucasians have on our minds. The only way can you can do this, brothers and sisters, is immerse yourself in the knowledge of yourself. Begin to love yourself and to love us. Love us. We have no friends. We have none. All around this damn planet, those who have melanated skin don't want to be our friend. Some of them hate the fact that they have melanated skin. Because why do they have melanated skin? Because we're the first people on the planet. Everything, everybody came from us. You can't have a, 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 a creation story where Noah is Caucasian. His, his, his wife is, so therefore his three sons are. And where they got them women from, I'm quite sure they might have been too. And then start having children. Ham, Sham, and Japheth. And so now they're saying, we come from Sham. We don't come from Ham. I don't give a damn what they say because it's not true anyway. It's not historical. It's not factual. And I wouldn't want to debate it with any Christian. Any The theologies that, that have been imposed upon us have been imposed upon us to our detriment. These theologies are wrong. Have been imposed upon us through our detriment. Let me get uh, a caller in here. 
you know what to do, callers. If you want to have a you have a question, comment, or concern, uh, just hit star. Yo, oh, I just I just tuned in. What are you um pontificating about? I'm pontificating about uh, the cracker. Just say I said so. I say it is. Oh, they the said, cracker being the dominant self. Yeah, just being himself. They, you know, I say this is a continent. I say Europe is a continent, not by anybody's definition. By de- by by Webster's and. Uh, Thorndike and Barnhart and all them damn uh, 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 bibliographies and, and thoracists and all that kind of shit. No, it's not. But I say so. It's because I say so. Right. You know. Well, you know, that's, that that's, um, goes along with the whole narrative of um, Russia being this totally evil um, entity they was responsible for um, causing problems with the election back in the day. They doing this, they doing that, but nobody talks about but America, America does. Doing the same thing exactly around the world. Yes. you know what I mean. Yeah. America is probably more evil than Russia is. Oh yeah, if you put it into its total context of what they do, but mm-hmm. you know nobody wants to point that out. I mean, how could people talk so bad about China and if you be honest, look at the growth and development of China over the last 50 years. Yeah. America hasn't experienced that. America hasn't duplicated what China has done. And I mean, China has its issues. Well, and it's China has big like issues. All nations right. Do. China has big issues because what they did is that even though Mao Zedong you know, said it was for the people, but basically those who are in rulership, it, it, it's like, it's like uh, we have socialism for the rich because we should all within share all this rich money that the, that the Chinese have, the beauty of Shanghai, the beauty of Hong Kong and so forth. But we have capitalism for the poor. Oh, no they, question. Because they have deep poverty in China. There are areas of, of China where the people are in abject poverty. But yet, that's the same here. Yeah, same here and the same and all over because it's an evil system. But you know the, the the deal is, China knows that it needs resources, and China is heavily in Africa. China is so deep in Africa, and you heard me state this on this program a number of times that they want to put three hundred million, three hundred million Chinese in Africa. And gonna and gonna impregnate millions and millions of African women, yes. and at some point in time, yes. claim Africa as the new China. Yes, if the truth be told, if I mean it, that's yes. that's the wicked tree yes. at play, and and that's one of the yes. things that America's up, up, upset about is right. that they haven't been able to go in there and do what China is doing as far as solidifying their place in well, the population. Well, you know, because yeah, I mean, because because the Chinese did it in a very subtle way, in a very covert way, coming in yeah, truly as a friend. Everybody. Right, coming in as a friend. Uh, uh, roads. You know, exactly. Doing paving, paving roads, building yeah. this, building that, and so forth. Uh, now they're putting 
military or police stations in areas where they, they are there to protect their interests or to move on a segment of the government if they don't pay what they owe. So, so, so you know, that right there, how do we really honestly define that? That's, that's a mm-hmm. form of enslavement. Yeah. You know what I mean? That the African who's, as usual, I'm sorry to say it, not on his swivel, um, letting it happen. I yeah. mean, the re- the reality is, Doctor Clark said it many, many years ago. We have we have no friends, man, right. and we always trying right. to create friends and allies, and those friends and allies only use you mm-hmm. until they get to the point where they no no longer need to use you, and at that point in time, what what happens? Death, yeah. enslavement. And you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and we don't, we don't, we don't get that. You know what I mean? We're we're more concerned with trivial nonsense than we are with the complete, you know, fact yeah. that we we under siege. We under we are. War we're, there's no doubt about you know? it. We're, there's no doubt so, about it. We I have been warred upon, as Dr. Chancellor Williams said, Chancellor Williams said, and destruction of black civilization and many others for literally hundreds thousands of years we've been constantly under attack and we have the most peaceful people the most giving people because I guess we recognize that we were the beginning of humanity and if humanity in itself was so evil then it would not have survived right it would right, have, right. it would have it would have caused itself to be extinct but because well, you others can't be humane with these other races, you know, you can't be humane at all towards the white man. That's that's like a that's like a given. And then when you look at it, you can't, in all honesty, be but so humane to any other ethnic group because if you do, they're just gonna place themselves in a position to dominate you. And nobody wants to be dominated, man. I mean, nobody wants to be in a position to where as they don't have the free will to be able to live the life that they wish to, to be able to exploit their own culture. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, you know, 80, 90% of our people don't even know what culture is. Well, that's the problem. You know the, I mean? the mass majority and, of our people have been yeah, so fragmented yeah. so and so lied upon. We, we have caught no up idea. in Americanism. Yeah. We want to be Americans. We want to be a part. How, how, how do you want to be a part or have some sort of loyalty to someone who rape, murder, steal, and mm-hmm. do all sorts of evil mm-hmm. to you? How could yeah. you how could you ever want to be in that yeah. psychological position to say that this is something that I could love? This is and something you, that, and, that and, I could deal with. Nah, and cause you all of this harm and yet you don't want to be repaid for what they've done. Nah, you, you don't want to you know nah, you don't want you know, reparations. I mean, you know? I wanna see I wanna see South African burning neck. Yeah. Neckties on all of them each and every day. I I want to wake up to that. You know what I mean? That that's that's that that's what I would like to see. I mean, I wanna I wanna see see them running down the streets with neckties yeah. on on on, on their necks, especially someplace yeah. like Liberia. I mean, you. I mean, with Neopole, if 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 we really put in the context 
with that, with 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 Neopole and Cecil Rhodes and all of them did, and 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 in the way that you know, people, our people were treated in the beginning of Liberia. I mean, it would absolutely blow one's mind. But we we don't want to embrace that. We don't want to see that for the evil that it is. Exactly. We want to forgive these exactly. bastards. How, how did I, you ever... I, I just like to put white people in this context. Yeah. How could you ever forgive a person that raped your mother? Yeah. And buck break your father? And then say bygones be bygones. How did Africans psychologically deal with seeing a man being buck raped? Mm-hmm. How, how did they deal with that? How did how did a child deal with that? How did an elder deal with that? How did any African deal with that? And then being in a situation where on a whim, I mean, think about this. On a whim, the cracker come into your house, snatch your wife, or he kick you out your house mm-hmm. and rape your wife, mm-hmm. and then walk out the house and tell your black ass you could go back in the house. Mm. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. And but we don't we don't understand the context of that white man for what he is. We we all we wanna do is say, Oh, that was the past. Right. Get the out of here. I hear you, That's man. Today, as it was yesterday, right. when you put it into how he acts and how he behaves, you know what I mean? He's no more civilized today than he was civilized no. 400 years no. ago. He just cleaned no. it up a little. And, and he's more deceitful. He's more, yes, oh course. man. Listen, I'm going to take a break, Jay. You stay with me, man. Right. And others, and I'm going to take a break and we can come back and more discussion on this uh, because a lot of us don't understand. They did shit. White man, the devil. Yeah, just because I say so. It does. You know. You know. It don't make no sense. Just because I say so. All right. Thanks, Jay. Be right back. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on TimeForAwakening.com, and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. So we'll be right back. You stay with us, and. uh I'm going to play Grover Washington. It was his birthday a couple of days ago. Yeah. Grover Washington Jr. I remember when I, back in 75, I know it was 75 because that was the year that uh, the Golden State Warriors beat uh, the Washington Bullets. The Bullets had Elvin Hayes. What the hell did I do? The Bullets, damn it. Sorry about that. The Bullets had Elvin Hayes, and uh, man, sucks. Oh, wait, anyway, I remember it was 1975, and it was Mr. Magic, Grover Washington Jr., You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media. Part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. From 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's this program here, African Perspective. Also on Mondays, from 8 to 9, Black Therapy Central with Dr. Kamal Kambon, Dr. Maria Kambon, and their daughter, Nataki Kambon. From 9 to 10, Conversation Reparations every first and third Mondays with Brother Jamoke and Sister Lacey of Encobra. And then on Tuesdays, from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays, Tomorrow, from 7 to 8, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement. Friday, from 8 a, eight p.m., Fridays, 8 p.m., Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturdays, from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council, Saturdays from 7 to 9. And then on Sunday, at 7 p.m., once again, it will be Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832, 215 490-9832. You know, I uh, I was trying to find this one piece because it kind of helped explain what we're talking about today is the arrogance of the European and, you know, his dominance and what uh, the fact that whatever it is, you know, that he says, okay, that's what it is. I take it over. I don't give a damn how much proof you got. You know, there's so many things that have been a, a, a deep insult to human intelligence. And, and we got a number of people in the queue. If you want to ask a question or got a comment or you got a concern or want to state something, just hold, go hit star twice, I think it is. Hit star twice and uh, you'll get in. I definitely want to have conversation. You know how I am. I'm down with conversation. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but, you know, here's a piece, what the Greeks really said about ancient Kemet, Egyptians, uh, this, the, the narrator is the same narrator, the lady, uh, who is on the Great Pyramid Cave, this is taken from that, Great Pyramid Cave 2019, if you haven't seen Great Pyramid K 2019 on YouTube, please do. I know it's long. Some of it drawn on, but it's pertinent. It's pertinent. It's vitally important that you watch this documentary. Because even though this documentary ex- explains this, you know, many of our people, because Others say it's this way. And the Europeans who have been doing the documenting, the Europeans who have been doing the scientific research and so forth, you know, I don't know about you, but when I see archaeologists and paleontologists and anthropologists and, you know, whatever, it's, they're always the authority. And what happened at that table in 74? when Dr. Thelophilio Bingo, who is still with us. In fact, I, I don't know how recent, I saw a clip on him, I don't know how recent it was, 
he still looks great. He still looks like how I saw him and met him in Detroit at the ASCAC conference. I think I saw him another time after that. But who was with He was with Dr. Um, Dr. Sheikh Andre Jop. He was with Dr. Jop at that table. There were the only two Africans at the table talking about the, the people of ancient Egypt or Kemet. There were the only two. All were Caucasians, all steeped in the idea that no Africa could ever possibly do what was done in Kemet. But the smoking gun, brothers and sisters, the smoking gun, Dr. Shekhan Jop developed the melanin dosage test. He could determine how much melanin was in the mummies. He wanted, I think, Seti, Ramesses, and well, I'll let the video, I'll let the, the, the piece explain that. To prove it, 30 some years, he died before uh, he had a chance to prove it or see the result for himself, but it has already been done. The melanin dosage test has been done. It is a fact that the ancient comedic people were African. But then not only that, the Caucasian who is who lives who's, uh, in France, I think he's, uh, what is he? I can't remember, but <laughs> I got to start taking some stuff because I, I can't be on the radio here and then get brain farts, you know, <laughs> and not just can't remember, you know. But it was proven, just like they, just like they stated in the documentary. So I'm going to play that. Because what we're talking about is that the proof is just like the uh, 9-11. Brothers and sisters, 9-11 is the deepest insult of your intelligence in contemporary time. I know now it was 20 years ago, 21 years ago, because it was 2001. And I've been standing on this program almost since I started this program that it was an inside job, that this government did it. It wasn't no handful of, of, of Saudi Arabians going to flight school and then getting on planes with box cutters. No. It was an elaborate plan, but of course, not too elaborate because it's, it's so evident it is pathetic. It has a former firefighter in the history. No buildings have come down because they've been hit by a plane. But yet those two towers were, pul they were pulverized. They were just dust. insult of your intelligence.
the Pentagon. Once again, uh, somebody alerted me about uh, things. Somebody called. I think I don't know who that was. Somebody on the on, on the program talked about uh, trillions of dollars again being lost at the at the Pentagon. That was one of the reasons for this, aside from developing a homeland security and to be able to spend suspend your rights in the name of national security. to basically make this a police state in the name of national security. So I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, it's the Caucasian in their mindset is, I, because I said it, because I say so, I say it was this. I don't give a damn how much proof you have I don't care what the hell you, some evidence that you have. I don't give a damn that you develop a melanin dosage test and you can test them to prove that they're melanated. It's because I say so. Europe is a continent because I say so. The arrogance of Europeans. Egypt was white. I have movies about it. Even today, brothers and sisters, even to this very moment to this day, you go to National Geographic, the Learning Channel, Discovery Channel, PBS, whatever. If they show a dramatization or an illustration or some kind of, it's going about ancient Kemet, the people going to be looking Caucasian. But if they show somebody serving somebody, yeah, you get the picture. Constantly, constantly putting it into your mind, you ain't never been nothing but a servant. Check this piece out, not long. Just check it out. No comment. Since they were black, it makes sense to make a sculpture in their image. Like a painter who paints his god in his image, the Egyptians made the Sphinx to theirs. It is hard to imagine white Egyptians making a sculpture of their god or their king with a Negro profile. Yes, you heard the word Negro. It is unfair to show you a recipe without showing you the real chef of these monuments. Look at all this scripture. You'll notice one thing. They all have broken noses. If one observes the statue and frescoes, the resemblance is striking. The nose, the big lips. Indeed, many said you have a broken nose because they had, as they say, a Negro nose. Herodotus said that Colson was a colony of the Egyptian because they had black skin and curly hair. Book 2, Euterp. The Colchians were an African colony which migrated to settle near the Black Sea. Aristotle also spoke of the Egyptians, describing them as excessively black. Those who are excessively black are coward. They are the Egyptians and the Ethiopians. The Greek used four words to say black, dark brown. Kelenos, Eremnos, Aiton and Melas. Melas is the most complete physical black. It is the root of the word that forms the word melanin. 
Melas melanin. Melanin is the pigment that colors the skin black to protect it from the sun. Aristotle will say precisely agan melanes to designate the Egyptian and the Ethiopians, which mean excessively black in Greek. Zeusters III, called Senusert in Egyptian, holds the record for the number of sculptures in his effigy, dozen. Almost all of these sculptures have broken noses, but some escaped the Russian Inquisition. The Senegalese professor Diop asked the Care Museum to take three samples measuring only one square millimeters from mummy of Ramses II, Seti I and Tutmosis III exhibited at the Museum of Cairo. Once the sample would have been analyzed, they will have revealed the level of melanin. The higher the rate of melanin, the darker the skin. That I put at the disposal of the participants of the conference so that we can observe them under a microscope. And we can absolutely see the degree of melanin under the skin of ancient Egyptians. There is enough left despite the partial destruction of the epidermis. In the region between the dermis and the epidermis, there are enough inclusions of the melanocyte bases, areas where the melanin would have resided, to reveal a level of melanin via these inclusions, absolutely absent in leucoderma races. And last year, I wanted to apply this study to the royal mummy of Ramses II, Seti I, and Tutmos III. For one year, I have been writing to the curator of the Cairo Museum, because I don't need more than a square millimeter. One square millimeter of skin, but not always in the same region. And, I regret, I did not obtain these samples. So you see, it is a very easy, accessible study that can be done. Here are the blades. These are the preparations. Just put them under the lens of the microscope to see the melanin level. So based on my own investigations, here they are. Until further investigation. The museum has still not responded for 35 years. The Egyptians were called Kemets and Egypt was called Kemet, the land of the black. No, it is not the black color of the Nile silt, which is mentioned as Samarkalogist claim, but the color of the skin of the people living there. When we speak of white country, we are not referring to the color of the snow in the Alps. Let's end the remorse of whether or not Howard Carter falsified the golden mask of Tutankhamun and reproduce false relic. Observe the mass of Tutankhamun and the face of this African girl. I can see Carter, the European, falsifying the African steel mask. It is noon. The temperature is at full force. That is to say that is about 45 to 46 degrees Celsius. There is absolutely no shade. Since it's a quarry and there is no building and we can absolutely not take shelter, so much as to say that I will not stay here three and a half hours. It is getting a little warm here. We are behind the pyramid of Menko. I'm beginning to understand why Femi did not come. In Egypt, during the summer months, the season during which the pyramid was built, temperature reached 45 degrees Celsius and higher. Under this overwhelming sun, no other human race could survive shirtless more than four days without experiencing severe skin burn. The only race capable of withstanding days and months without problem 
and without sunscreen is the Negro race with black skin. I paint and I never had a preference for this or that color. A painter like all the colors, but we say that we must give back to Caesar what belonged to Caesar. Well, let's give back to the Egyptian what belongs to the Egyptian. The Egyptian of the pyramid for millennia were Negroes, neither olive-skinned nor mulatto, but charcoal black. That's where they were. They were that. They were Africans. They were deeply melanated to withstand uh, the, 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 the sun, those hot temperatures. And, and of course, uh, they had three seasons in ancient Kemet. Oh, excuse me. Let me play this piece by Anthony Browder. It's not long either. And then we'll get into some discussions just hold. But what I'm saying today is the arrogance of the European is he says, because I said so. It doesn't have to make sense. It is not logical. It is not historical. There's no real proof of it. It's just because I said so. Look what his mind has done. Look where we are at because of his attitude. Because of his desire, his selfish, greedy nature. Look at our situation globally. Because I said so. So we're going to play this piece from Anthony Browder. It's only a few minutes. But it'll help, um, help with the understanding. Two ancient great civilizations, one rigid and authoritarian, changeless and unrelenting, the other spirited, free thinking. I'm sorry, that's not the one. <laughs> that's an influence of Kemet. Of course, they were influenced. In fact, that was a good uh, debate. Dr. Clark and Mary Lefkowitz on that. The influence of Kemet on Greece. If we deal with uh, what we know to be uh, historical anthropological and scientific truths that Africans were the first human beings on the planet and that Africans developed the first uh, documented culture and civilization on this planet. We will find in the Nile Valley everything that constitutes a greatness within the people. Uh, we'll find records of the first examples of architecture. Uh, we'll find examples of, of human beings such as Imhotep who stand uh, foremost in the, in the annals of, of geniuses uh, as the world's first multi-genius, the first multidisciplinarian. And we can find examples of what he created still standing in Africa today, still standing in the Nile Valley today. And at that time, uh, the people who were best uh, suited uh, to appreciate 
what was in Kemet were the Greeks who, who lived just on the other side of the Mediterranean Sea, who were relatively close to Kemet. Uh, the Greeks were a, a, a group of uh, tribes of, of, of Europeans uh, who had benefited, who had benefited from the knowledge that was brought, brought to Greece by an African king who colonized uh, Greece and established the city of, of Athens thousands of years ago. Right? So Africans brought their cargo of knowledge into Europe, helped to influence the start of culture and civilization there, and then Europeans later began to travel to the source of that knowledge to get more of it for themselves. Right? So if you think uh, of Kemet as this, this, this magnet for, 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 for knowledge, and it, it attracted other people all around the world who were thirsty for knowledge. And so in that context, you know, human beings are hardwired to seek out information, to seek out answers. And again, it goes back to those mirror neurons that I was talking about earlier. We're hardwired to see ourselves as thinkers, as builders and doers. So if that's an innate part of our nature, then you're going to come to where the thinkers and builders and doers are. So people came to Kemet. The Greeks came to Kemet. The Greek philosophers came to Kemet and studied philosophy. Philosophy, we now know, is a Kemetic word that really speaks to the knowledge of the soul. Right. And so when you see in Greek history, Greek philosophers uh, returning home with the knowledge that they gained in Kemet and attempted to replicate that knowledge among their fellow countrymen, they were ostracized. Right. Um, it was um, was it Plato who was uh, condemned. Uh, Socrates, Socrates. Yes, it was Socrates who was condemned uh, to death for introducing new gods, new concepts of creators and creation into uh, the minds of his fellow countrymen. It was uh, Socrates who was condemned for corrupting the morals of the youth. In other words, introducing to a youthful population knowledge which was, which was antithetical to the ruling class at that time. And so he brought in knowledge which the Greeks would become the so-called fathers of that was foreign to Greece at that time, and he was condemned to death. And, and more specifically, it was only after uh, Alexander Macedonia uh, led a force into Kemet in 332 uh, and conquered Kemet that uh, set the stage for the decline of Kemet and the rise of Egypt. Egypt is a Greek word. Sphinx is a Greek word. Pyramid is a Greek word. Pharaoh is an Asiatic word. So most of the words and concepts that we use to describe African people, places, and things are non-African words. So once you are conquered by someone else, they then reimagine your world through their own historical and cultural lens, right? Which, which, is, which is natural, right? Which, which is natural. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. That's just what they did. That's just what people do. So... Uh, in establishing the University of Alexandria, it made sense then that for the Greeks who had conquered the known world at that time to then set up a base camp in the center of knowledge. That's in Kemet, in the northernmost part of Kemet, in the city that was renamed after Alexandria, right? And so they created the library there where it was commissioned that a copy of every book uh, be made. And then the original were kept in the library, and the copies were given back to the libraries from, from the European world where they came from. So this became the storehouse for knowledge. So after Greece fell, 
within the Romans with the next Europeans of, of, of power to rise, right, to ascend in this game of thrones. And they came in and conquered uh, the Ptolemies, the Greek rulers of Egypt at that time, and they assumed control of this information. So, so what you have for, for over um, uh, almost 2,000 years is what we could refer to today as gentrification. White folk moving into a black neighborhood <laughs> and remaking everything in their own image. Because that's what they do. <laughs> they just co-opt your stuff. Take your stuff and claim it as their own. You know? The arrogance. It's because I said so. Shut up. Just follow along. Because I said so. If you want to join this conversation, for those in the queue, I got a number of you hit star twice, or just give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Got a caller here. Good afternoon, caller. Dear brother, what's up? Hey, Lonzo. big brother. Peace and blessings to you this morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Peace to you, my brother. How's it going? It's going, man. It's going good, brother. It's good. going good. I'm just sending this, checking in, sending a smoke signal, man. Looking forward to breaking bread with you on Friday. Oh, man, you know um, we are. <laughs> you know we are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the conversation that you're having um, right now is going to be part of what um, I'm, I'm attempting to, to bring up from a clinical, um, psychiatric, psychological, developmental perspective of, of, of what, how we another lens of looking at what is going to be our approach to um, transcend and transform this, this, this psychological warfare that's, that we're under. Yeah. Um, So, so like I said, um, realizing that the Europeans have um, created this falsification of consciousness um, through symbolism and and linguistics um, the, from a, from a scientific perspective is the, the question I'm asking, are we or can we do this, um, liberate and, and free ourselves from this using their language? Yeah. Good one. Um, Good one. That, that's, yeah. yeah, something that we, we have to start having some, some conversation. Because when you think about any of our um, people who have um, been able to liberate themselves and create a level of independence um, away from these Europeans, um, was not speaking English. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were not mm-hmm. using the symbolism of um, the this falsification of consciousness of Europeans um, to to make a, or, or compromise with them. They had a, a language and a cultural orientation that they were coming out of that was um, separate from the Europeans. So so they were able to organize themselves. And, and from a different lens, a different perspective, a different paradigm to to defeat these Europeans. Right on. So, yeah. so, so, so I'm just saying. So Friday, that's going to be part of the conversation Good. of us um, looking at it through a lens of. Uh, and we had some of this conversation last time I was on uh, with on with your big brother mm-hmm. about the reality of com- how we communicate. Right. And, yeah. And, so, and, so and, like. And that's when you said that with falsification of our consciousness, uh, Dr. Amos Wilson's book. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know so so he... I just think there's a, there's a level of mm-hmm. um, we, we got to have much. I think we need to have some some different 
types of conversations and then how do we begin to come up with some action plans, some solution-focused dialogue to move us collectively? And, and then there's another piece, um, Baba, that I think we don't talk about. There's a reality that we're going to have to separate ourselves from some of our own. Yes, yes. And, 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 and in that reality, those of us who believe and, and recognize that Pan-Africanism is the way to go, Mm-hmm. We got to start organizing ourselves better. Right. I, I think. I think we we got to start finding spaces and hubs and in 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 creating space for us mm-hmm. to start shaping and redefining this relationship in on this planet with these Europeans. Right. My contention is, you know, bump them to hell with them. It is about us, and even within us, either you either you're in the house. Or you're out the house. If your ass is out the house, you stay out. Those of us who are in the house, we work on the preparations of building us a better house. Right. You know, that's real tough. Build, building us a better system, and that system's on the continent, and it spreads throughout the diaspora. For those who are like-minded, those who are serious. But to me, if you want to be in this, because you know. You 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 have good stake in it, you know. You were born here. Uh, you feel it's just as much uh, ours as it is theirs, you know. Uh, and and you, you know, you're not from Africa. You're from Mississippi, and your folks are from Georgia, and so forth and so on. And you take pride in that. Your name is Johnson, you know. You take you know you ain't got no we don't know African name, you know. Now. Understand this, dear brother, about names. I don't believe in name changes. I really don't. I don't believe in name changes. I believe in mind changes. Because once your mind is right, everything else falls into place. There's many of us who uh, have committed heinous crimes with African names, with beautiful names of meaning, or Arab names, Muslim names, whatever, you know. So it ain't about a main name change, it's about a mind change. And then once right. your mind is right, all other things begin to fall into place. You know, and, but the grip that the Caucasian has on our minds is so tight, it's so, it's so strong. And of course, that strong grip puts fear into us. And, and, and we don't want to step out of those imposed boundaries that they have placed upon us because of that fear, you know, right. and and even right. though even though there's plenty, I mean, there's so much information to prove otherwise. But once again, the Caucasian says it's because I said so. Right. It's because I and, said and, so. And, right. And then the research, uh, and like I say, with, with in the concepts of of Black African developmental psychology, the uh, the research we we have to understand. Um, it's 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 going to be a much more difficult task to modify human behavior due to um, like I say is a falsification of consciousness. But there's also there's a science of um, the impact of biological and and chemical warfare that is taking place, mm. and then and then the reality of um, artificial intelligence. Right. So so a lot of times as is so when we have these conversations. N- as a as a therapist, as a clinical therapist, I grew I I come to the realization maybe about fifteen years ago. T- 
talk therapy and just giving people information is not going to modify our behavior. Right. We, we have to understand um, we have been under these conditions and circumstances for over, I'm, I'm going to just put 500 years mm-hmm. of, of that, of, of the experience of being on this continent. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so there was a science to transform us into a nigger, into a slave. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have to deal with the reality of within the context of time, how this has impacted our psychological development. And you always say the, the, in the context of our reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so 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 just giving individuals knowledge or giving them individuals information, we're going to have to realize there's going to have to be a much deeper um um, I'm going to use the word treatment modality or, okay. or a clinical thing to just transform us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much deeper than that. So so part of, once again, having the conversation Friday, I want to just start engaging in some different type of terminology so that we can recognize just having conversation ain't going to do it. There's, there's a, there's a number of different variables and factors mm-hmm. that we got to take into consideration to modify behavior. Then, Big Brother, there's a reality to there's some amongst us who looking at this condition that we in and they saying they'd rather stay with these Europeans instead of going to be independent. Mm-hmm. So, yes. so, so there's, there, there's a separation that's going to have to take a place. And those who are ready for those of us who are ready to separate, we got to start doing things on a whole nother level. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I think we've tried hard enough to deal with them, to deal with that mindset. Urugu or the European or Caucasian, the crack or whatever, has a serious hold. And so we just may have to, we're trying our best to inform you, trying our best to enlighten you, trying our best to get you to understand what has happened to you. But of course, if your mind is blown, your mind is gone, we got to be gone. We don't have time. Time is of the essence. I look at, I don't look at, 20 years down the road for these folks. These are some evil people we're dealing with, an evil entity. And I put nothing past them to do, to keep themselves, to to do whatever it is to keep themselves in a position of dominance and control. I put nothing past them. And so therefore, I'm saying, let's begin to seriously move us as a people now. Seriously, go to Africa and tell those those brothers and sisters on the continent what is happening. Let us control. There's no other place that we can say this is ours. We can't do it in the Caribbean, although we're there. We can't do it in Brazil, although we're there. Everywhere we are, we're at the bottom. We're at, it defies, as Dr. Bobby Rice says, it defies all laws of probability. Wherever we are and they are, they're in a position of dominance and control, and we're in a subservient position. So we can't do it. We have to make that break. We, got, we need to start doing that now. We have to say, you know, and, and because, you know, I don't put nothing past these folks of, you know, poisoning us killing us there's history already you know look at what happened yeah you look look at what happened uh after we so-called uh came out of of our out of the captivity and began to form community and some of us formed communities so well that those caucasians those crackers outside of that were 
envious and jealous and use the pretense the pretense of, of, of one of us, you know, getting at one of their women and then they're going to vamp on our community, steal it, destroy it, and try to kill us. And, 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 and we dispersed. It happened in Rosewood. It happened in Tulsa. It happened in, yeah. you know, uh, Allentown in, in Los Angeles where they poisoned the water. You know, these right. are some evil people, man. And so, yes. you know, I'm saying is that understanding that and then on the continent, how messed up the continent is, you know, because we talk about 54 uh, different sovereign nations. We ain't no damn 54, no, 54 different sovereign nations. There's colonialism, neocolonialism, despots, all kind of madness, all kind of crazy. And I'm saying that the African Union, if there truly is one, needs to be dealt with, needs to be strengthened. And the, and, and the African Union must get African countries, and even in those countries in the north that are Arabs or barbers, whatever the hell you want to call them, but they ain't Africans. Look what's happening in, look what they did in Libya. Look what they're doing in Algeria and so forth. No, the whole of Africa is ours. We don't have to beg nobody about it, to plead with nobody else. It is ours. We're coming home, and we're asking you Africans, brothers and sisters, men and women, to embrace us. Let us work together. Let us end this madness. Let us end this dependency. It's a goddamn shame that we sit on the world's resources that everybody else wants, think they can't do without and don't want to pay for it. I played that piece by Howard Nicholas off, the, off of YouTube where Howard Nicholas says we must keep Africa poor. We want their resources. We must never let them develop anything. They must not be producers of nothing. Keep them poor. Make them believe that it is their fault that they are poor. Evil, man. These are evil people. And yet we have, just like I play the piece that I play every uh, now and then, talking about the richness of Africa. And, and, and the brother makes the plead to come home. Let's build together for those who are, who are wealthy to invest with us, put our money into the hell with the Chinese, the hell with the Japanese, the Koreans, the hell with the Indians. The Indians are reestablishing themselves, trying to reestablish themselves in Ghana. Um, uh, when Brother Bomani Tahimba of Africa for the Africans, when, when he was in Tanzania, many other shopkeepers in Tanzania are Indian, are Indian. It's just like our communities here in our neighborhood, here in Atlanta, so-called so called Atlanta, the, the Wakanda. There's no damn Wakanda. Hell, we don't have a damn supermarket. We don't even have one supermarket in the city or in the metropolitan. I think there might be one in the metropolitan area. I believe it might be. You know what? I don't think it. I think we have a service station with a convenience store here in the metropolitan area. We don't have it in a city. I'm saying, you know, because we are fragmented and divided, we are delusional as well. You know? So Real talk. Yeah. Yeah, brother. I mean, we, we're going to have a lot to talk about on Friday, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. Looking yeah. forward to it, man. Yeah, I am yeah, too. Much love and respect. Yeah. Does anybody yeah. want to get in this phone conversation 
Um, he hit star twice in the queue. We got a number of people in the queue. Hit star twice, or give us a call at 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. Yeah, and also, Big Bro, I, I think it's uh, somebody else on? Yeah, hello? Yeah, I'm in a polite manner. That's in the door and all the rest of it. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, Brother Paul. A few times they've done that. Brother Paul, can you hear me? Oh, we've been here, they've done that. Brother Paul. And they have done that. Yeah. And I, whoever came in here the other day, they got us. Because um, I heard him with a kid. I, I got a call. That's Brother Paul from the UK. I'll, I'll hit okay. back. Yeah. Okay. But go ahead, brother. And, and, and also, man, I, I think we've got to start having some, some um, deliberate, intentional conversations yes. about um, um, warfare and, 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 and yes. military rising yes. ourselves. Because, um, Regardless of how much economic, economical, or you know the the illusion of what that economic piece, that piece of paper is, um, if you are unable to defend and protect your ideal and your and your people, it's That's right. I mean, it's 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 delusional. That's right. So 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 we at at this stage and what's happening on the planet right now, um, we are so vulnerable, man. Mm-hmm. We can't protect ourselves. Right. Man. We don't we don't have any type of. Um, Satellite warfare technology, we we not on top of the game. We not nuclear war type people. So I no. mean, we I don't that that's not even in our, our I mean that concept but we of must even defend. utilizing a, a but, nuclear weapon. I only think we function in that. No. But we gotta defend ourselves. We gotta be able to defend ourselves. So that's we it. gotta start having a real conversation mm-hmm. around that. Mm-hmm. Around what that looks like. Because mm-hmm. we we can be invaded on the continent of Africa right, right. now. We we are being invaded because we mm-hmm. can't defend ourselves. Exactly, the only people that uh, those many of those uh, armies, if you want to call it that, with all the weapons that are that that come from the United States, come from Russia and other parts of the world, you know, are turned on each other. So I'm yes. saying is like yes. put that down, put that ideal down, but pick up the gun and train with each other to defend our land, to defend right. our sovereignty. To defend ourselves, because once we make this move, brother, there's no doubt about it. There's going to be some attacks. There's no doubt about oh, it. Oh, for sure. You know, right? So because we're trying yes. to liberate so ourselves, have... yes. You know, and that I think so that's, that's the something... other. I think that's the other part that right. scares. That's the other part that's, that 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 scares so many of us. We we want a bloodless revolution, as Malcolm used to say. <laughs> there ain't no such thing, you know. Because yeah. once you make that declaration, you know you're gonna to have to defend it. And so That's all right. of these things are in preparation. They must be do- done in conjunction with all the other moves we're making. We're doing this, we're doing it, and we're training, and we're working at it, you know? Right, you right, know? right. So. Right, and that's that's definitely part of that delusion and yeah. false face of consciousness. We we think we can negotiate with yeah. our enemy, and and there is no bloodshed. They that's 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 totally it's mm-hmm. immature thinking. But like you say, it's 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 delusional. Mm-hmm. And one thing you, as you know, which is ironic that many good brothers, you know, uh, were in the service. You know, you were in the service, you know. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't in the service, but there's so many good men and women, conscious, strong, you know, that were in it, you know. And I guess they could see and they seen what, how it operates and so forth. But, you know, uh, man, just some sharp. Baba Baruti was in the service uh, you know, Brother Ben Enjai was in the service, you know. A lot right. of good people were in the service and they come out still whole because 
my contention has been is that once you're in the service, they 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 train you so well to be a killer. You know, right. they train you so well to to begin to think about an enemy and 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 to be able to uh respond to that enemy on a command and wipe them out. Right. That's what it calls for. And, and but yet there's some people like yourself, you know, and those other brothers and sisters that I know that even though they were in that, you know, they they separated themselves from that situation to be strong in in in, in lovers of ourselves to work with of each ourselves. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Let me... And then there's there's a reality to what we were trained, how we were trained, mm-hmm. um, and and the skill sets that we acquired for being in the military. So so as we had this conversation, it's it's critical that we we start to organize ourselves in that in that framework because reality of it is ain't nowhere to hide. I mean, right. we they see us, we see them. Mm-hmm. So either we gonna start positioning ourselves to defend and protect the ideal. Of, of our freedom and manifest that our liberation. But um, we, we going into the 21st century, man, we, we can't continue yeah. to um, um, negotiate for, for what this is. We going to have to take a stance. Yeah. And, and, and even though I know, I think I read a couple of places where they said that there's supposed to be the uh, decade. I don't know if it's that last year, or this, this year of the African, uh, 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 land or African Union or some shit like that. I don't know. But I'm saying really Africa is so fragmented and, and so messed up and, and, and I'm tired of these these this this symbolism without real substance. You say something, it ain't really that. It ain't really happening. We're gonna have to make it happen. And we cannot rely on those outside of us to make it happen. We have to do it for ourselves. And one of the things that we're gonna have to do is that for those who are in the house, let's let's work. For those who are out of the house, you staying out. You isolated. You you just as just as uh, you just like another Caucasian to me, another Yorubu to me. Right. You know. Right. Right. See. Right. So we got um, to do that. Yeah, and we got to get that mindset that Harriet Tubman and, and that Nathaniel Turner had, man, mm-hmm. and other revolutionaries went at that yeah. period of time. You know, uh, I can remember a, a phrase or a quote or a situation where um, Nathaniel when that Turner had gathered the brothers and sisters together and said, who who is willing mm. to do whatever yes. it takes right. for our freedom? And he said, raise your hand and step out. Mm-hmm. And all those raise their hand and step out, he told them to turn around. The ones that didn't, didn't them the ones them. we got to take care of first. Yes, we got to kill them. <laughs> Let me see if I can them get them. the ones we got to take care of. And, right. and you know, that that's the reality of what's yeah. happening, man. Yeah, it is. Let so, me see if I can get this yeah, brother back on. So either because they what? either you gonna be down with us to support us or mm-hmm. not. Yeah, brother, brother, so, brother, brother Paul. Brother Paul. My, my, he he says to me the other day that hey, brother uh, Paul. There's a guy in the park. Uh, okay, I gotta I gotta because he's in a conversation. I think he's on a. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he's over in the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good man, okay. good brother. Sends me a lot of good stuff. Contributes a lot since I've been on the program here, which is now what uh, six years. I've been almost six okay. years on time for an awakening. Uh, once I left Milwaukee with me and you, and when we were doing that radio piece on the the uh, Christian station, uh, then I got a hold uh, of. Uh, I moved and I got a hold of uh, uh, Black t- um, Block Block Talk Radio. I was on Block Talk Radio. Yeah. yeah. We have another caller here. Nine one three nine one three. Good afternoon. Hey, yes sir. How you doing, brother? 
I'm doing fine, brother. How you doing today? I'm great. Uh, you all uh, going to go off the air or something? Probably, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. We are going off the air. It's 1 o'clock. Oh, man. I yeah. should have called earlier. Well, you open Friday, so I'll, I'll try to get you Friday. Oh, yeah. It's going to be yeah. a good conversation. So be with us Friday, okay? And get, make some contribution right, to it. Look, all right, my brother. Peace. Thank you, brother. All right. Yeah, 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 brother Alfonso. It's that time again, man. But uh, we're going to have some great discussion on Friday. I'm looking forward to it. And um, uh, try to get me if we got to go a little bit over. We're going to do that too. Because I know it's going to be serious. All right, brother. All right. Yeah. yeah. So you, all right, all right man. Peace and blessings. Much love to you, big bro. You too, my brother. Peace to you. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. Not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and shown the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Isante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodie. Bibi Fahodie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. I'll see you on Friday. Peace, family.